Hey everybody, this is Elvin Freitas, co-founder and producer of the Add Up Experience podcast. Uh, what you're about to hear is the audio version of an interview that I had with my past Add Up guest, uh, Dr. Tom Bailey, who is the president of Teachers College at Columbia University in New York City. Uh, it was part of the uh, Teachers College Academic Festival of uh, 2021. Dr. Bailey uh, turned the tables and interviewed me. And we talked all about um, the Arab experience, the past, uh, the present, and the future. And I think you would definitely enjoy this episode. So uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Academic Festival. I'm Rosella Garcia, the Senior Director of Alumni Relations. I hope you've been enjoying the programming so far. I'm especially excited about this next session where we'll go behind the scenes of the EdUp Experience podcast. Hopefully by now you've all tuned into this rapidly rising podcast. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to an episode yet, might I recommend one that aired in early October and featured our very own Tom Bailey, president of Teachers College. You can find a link to that episode here on the Academic Festival website or at the edupexperience.com. Now, I may be a bit biased, but I personally think it was their best episode yet. The EdUp Experience was actually created by TC alum Elvin Freites, who now serves as the producer of this increasingly popular podcast. And if you ask me, I think his love of TC played a special part in making that episode so great. Today, we thought it might be fun to turn the tables on Elvin. He claims to be more of a behind-the-scenes kind of guy, but today he's agreed to be the one in the hot seat, and President Bailey will be interviewing him. So without further ado, let's welcome President Tom Bailey and Elvin Freites. Well, thank you, Rosella. And Elvin, it's, it's a pleasure to have you here with us today. So really, congratulations on the success of the EdUp experience. Uh, thank you so much, Tom. It is an absolute pleasure and honor to be here with you. Like she said, I am behind the scenes kind of guy, but for you, I'll be well, in front I, of the camera. I, I, I completely appreciate that. But uh, you know, before we start talking about how you came to be a podcaster, let's back up a bit. Now, you, are, you studied in our higher and post-secondary education program. So can you tell us what, a bit about what drew you to TC and a bit perhaps about your career before launching the EdUp experience? Yeah, thanks for that question, Tom. So. Um, I have a very interesting story that if you don't mind, I'd like to tell, like to share. I think it's um, uh, hopefully inspiring for others. I grew up with my grandmother and she's from Puerto Rico. Not a single day of education in her life. She wanted to go to school, but her older sister didn't allow her to. She didn't want her to go to school. So, so she came to this country, well, eight kids. One of them was my mom. And... Um, she was pressing education on her kids. And ultimately, uh, I ended up growing up with her. My mom had some other issues she had to take care of. So uh, from day one, my grandma was always, go to school, go to school, go to school. Education is number one. And so I was a bad kid in second grade. And uh, at one time, she actually grabbed me by the ear, took me out of school, and was very upset at me uh, because I wasn't doing good in, uh, in, with my grades. And that's when everything changed changed my life completely, embarrassed me, but changed my life completely. And from there, I started really doing well. And I started to enjoy school. And because of her, because of my Puerto Rican grandmother, 
who spoke very little English, not a single day of education in her life. Because of her, I was able to go on um, to high school. I did well there. And then um, I went to Northeastern University in Boston, the co-op program. I did that for five years. While I was there at co-op, I realized I really enjoyed working on campus, student services, orientation. Uh, I was an orientation leader. I worked with um, residential life, my first taste of student affairs. What is the student affairs you know, uh, profession all about? I met my mentor at the Latina, Latino Student Cultural Center. She's the one that said to me, you know, you really should think about grad school. And at that time, I was not concerned about grad school. I just wanted to graduate from my undergrad. And she mentioned Teachers College. Now, at that time, I had no idea that Teachers College was so well-renowned because I really did not travel outside of Boston. I was in Boston. Obviously, you know, Boston was my home. That's all I knew. And so she mentioned Teachers College at Columbia. And I said, okay, sounds good. Let's do it. (laughs) And so she helped me with the application process. And we wrote my personal essay about my grandmother and my life story. And I went to New York and I had the interview and I fell in love. I fell in love with Teachers College, number one. I fell in love with Columbia, number two. I fell in love with New York City, number three. And, and I said, this is where I need to be. And everything worked out. I was in the cards and I ended up being um, at Teachers College back in the year of, uh, 2000, 2001. And it absolutely changed my life. I mean, it has been the most incredible experience um, that it just every single day, I think back to that time that I spent at Teachers College and how much that has affected me as a human being, as a person, as a professional, as a dad. And I have two little girls now. And so it, it really influenced me in, in the way I think, my mindset. And so uh, after Teachers College, I traveled the world. And that's because of Teachers College. I, I have met so many different folks, international, like you mentioned that on a podcast, and so many international folks, folks from different backgrounds, different stories. And being in that classroom with all this diversity of different perspectives and learning from my peers was such a huge impact for me. And so I wanted to travel. I wanted to see the world. I had never really left you know, uh, the U.S. I really went to Boston and New York, and that's it. I ended up going to China. And I uh, was teaching English in China, in China for a year, um, and I loved it. And then I moved around. I went to University of California, Berkeley, um, and then I, w- I worked at Michigan State University. And then I found my home, my way back to New York because I fell in love with New York, and I knew I wanted to come back. And so I came back here, and I've worked for uh, a few different institutions. But um, that has been – it's all because of my experience at Teachers College, all of that. The, the doors has been open. People see that on my resume. There's so many connections. Oh, I worked there. I went to school there. I know somebody there. The network is just huge. It's amazing. It's so powerful. And so that's a little bit about me before Teachers College. A little bit about me after Teachers well, College. Well, you can't. You you won't be surprised that I that I'm delighted to hear to hear that story. Of course, it you know it's so gratifying when you know when we realize that you know, we've had an, an, an impact on, on our students. And of course, you know, that's, you know, not only do we have an impact on our students, but through our students, that kind of really multiplies and projects the influence that we have. So, you know, that's great. 
I, I lived in, uh, I was in Boston for a while, I lived in Dorchester. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, I, have a, I, have, I have some roots in Boston as well. So, um, well, so tell us a bit about podcasting. I mean, podcasting has exploded. Um, I, you know, I, I think that there's something like 2 million podcasts and more than 48 million episodes. Uh, so it's obviously a growing, but also very competitive field. So tell us a bit about what attracted you to podcasting, how you chose that to be the particular medium that you're, that you're using. Sure. Great question. So, uh, again, because of my experience at TC, always wanted to be continuously learning, you know, that mindset of, I just want to learn, 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 try something new, try something different. And um, actually, just to let you know, because of TC, I have a family model that I use with my daughters. I always I tell them, always be confident and curious. I feel like those two pillars will help them in their personal, professional life, no matter what they do. So as I was being curious, I would uh, listen to podcasts. I found out about podcasting uh, through LinkedIn. I was very active on LinkedIn, and I saw a few uh, folks, one in particular this gentleman called uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. They call him Cavi V. He's a very popular in the um, marketing podcast world. He kept saying, you know, now's the time to start a podcast. Now's the time to start a podcast. And he kept uh, uh, writing about it, publishing videos about it. And I felt like he was speaking to me and said, I, said, I think I have something to, to talk about. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to start a podcast. And when I started the, the, the podcast, I started actually uh, a solo podcast called Magendo. And it was to inspire expected fathers to read to their, their babies in the womb. And we could talk about that a little later. Uh, but I started that and I was doing some research about podcasting. And what's interesting is that you said it's 2 million uh, podcasts out there. But actually, actually, there are a lot of uh, what's called one and done podcasts. People are very curious, finding out about podcasting. They kind of want to know what it's like. Um, so at podcasts that have 10 or more episodes brings that number down to like 780,000. That's it. So it's about being persistent, consistent. And, um, you know, the medium really drew to me because actually I was always interested in, in talk radio. Um, I, I got to listen to, um, I started listening to NPR at TC. <laughs> no idea what NPR was, but my classmates were talking about it. And so, of course, I got jumped on NPR and I, started, and I really enjoyed talk radio. So I, I really appreciate the medium. And then um, I thought, wow, this would be really interesting for me to start something and create something. So it's all about the creator economy now. And I wanted to create. Uh, I was listening to a few podcasts and they were saying, you know, a lot of people like to watch and watch and engage, but not create. There are very few that create. And again, that, that TC mentality, that TC mindset, you get out there and you create. You be the change maker. You know, that's what we do. I get chills talking about it because that's. That's the TC mindset. I mean, look at the alumni. Look at what we're doing. We're, we're changing it. We create. We make things happen. And it's beautiful. And so I took that and ran with it. And I started my own podcast. Um, and then that was uh, my first foray into it. And from there, I just I fell in love with it. And, and then uh, we could talk about how I got to yeah, So yeah, Well, I mean, you know, as I said, I mean, it's wonderful because for us to be able to feel that, you know, through all of your podcasts, of which we'll, we'll talk in much more detail uh, you know, that we've had some influence. So that's, that's great. That's great to hear. So 
you said that your your first uh, foray into podcasting was uh, was dedicated to expectant fathers and fathers of young children. So tell us a little bit more about that. Why that's important to you? How that you know how you came to to focus on that as your your and it was your launch into podcasting, right? Yeah, correct. So it actually all came to me. The idea of uh, it's called Magendum is what I call it. That word came to me while I was living in China. I was um, about to fall asleep, and I was in a daze, and I heard and I saw this kid, and he turned to me and he said Magendum, and I wrote it down in my journal. I looked it up, and I couldn't find it. And I said, "What is this word?" And it was always there in the back of my mind, prickling. You know, always the Magendum is there, and so. I think around 2015, I figured out what it was. I think it's it's the idea of expectant fathers reading to their kids in the womb. And the reason why is because I think what happens is uh, there's a really strong connection, uh, and you do a lot of research, with the parents talking to the baby in the womb, reading to the baby in the womb. But it's mostly focused on the, the females, expectant mother. But I wanted to really focus on the expectant father because... Expectant fathers, the more involved and engaged they are in their children's lives, the less likely the children are to drop out of high school, less likely they are to go into drugs, less likely to have teenage pregnancy, so less likely to have like suicide um, issues or, or thoughts. There's tons of research about the powerful impact uh, of engaged father does. So why not get them started to be connected as soon as possible? And so I thought a nice way to do that would be for the expectant fathers to read to the baby in the womb. And so um, when I went, when I thought about my podcast, I said, what can I do for my podcast? I said, and then Gary Vaynerchuk was talking about that. He said, if you don't know what to do, just talk about your journey. Talk about what you want to do. And so that's what I started to do. I started to talk about what I wanted to do. I started talking about Magendum and how this is something that I wanted to do. And as I, you know, continue to, uh, record podcast episodes by myself. I had no uh, guests at, at the beginning stages. I was learning that you know, one of the issues is that a lot of expectant fathers, especially La Latino and African-American, they want to go to the uh, doctor's visits with their expectant mothers, but they can't because they'll lose time. They'll lose money and they need that money, you know, for food and for all, everything that's coming up. It's very expensive to have a chat. <laughs> so they need that money. So one of the things I noticed is that we need to have more employers recognize that this is an issue and allow these uh, expectant fathers to take an hour or, or maybe less than that off and have that be paid and go with the expectant mother to these doctor's visits, right? And then have that very powerful moment of when they first hear the heartbeat and that connection there starts. So even if something happens where the mother and the father are not together, the likelihood that that expectant father is going to be engaged in a positive way with that child increases exponentially. So that's kind of what I wanted to do, with, uh, you know, with Magendum. Um, but then uh, I found the Ed Up Experience podcast, and that's kind of taken aside for now, although I will bring it back later on. So that, so. Well, I mean, that is wonderful. And I mean, what a, what, a, what, a, what a great perspective to have. And I totally agree with your, you know, with your ideas about how you know, the structure of lives that people have prevent them from engaging with their children and with the birth of their children in a way that many people want 
would like to be able to do. So I, I think that's a, you know, that's that's such an important uh, perspective to have. Now, now you did say that you, you now you're doing the add up experience. Uh, you, you were a, 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 a university administrator for, a, you know, a, for twenty years or so. Um, so, how was it that? Tell us about your journey to add up. Uh, were there you know, were there issues that you felt just weren't being addressed that, that you know, that, that, and that this was a way for you to be able to do that? Yeah, so as I was doing my podcast with Magenum, um, I actually ended up meeting my now co-founder of the Ed Experience, Dr. Joe Salustio, who you had the pleasure of speaking with, had a great conversation with on our podcast. And so we met through LinkedIn and I really enjoyed meeting him. And he said, you know, have you ever thought about having a guest on your podcast? I said, I've never thought about that. He said, can I be the first guest? And I said, sure, why not? Let's let's do it. Um, and so he came on and we hit it off. It was fantastic. And we were talking about higher education because he's been in the field 20 plus years and so have I. So we really connected. We clicked. And one of the things that was very interesting is that we both worked for for-profit schools. So we understand the for-profit and non-profit side of it. So we had a, we just kind of had a conversation, just like you, you and he did about the industry and about what's going on. And so anyway, after he was on my podcast, I, I kept thinking, I have to find a way to work with him. I like him a lot. There's got to be a way where we can work together. And that's when I sent him a direct message and I said, hey, Joe, I have an idea. And he responds. He says, I don't care what it is. I'm in. <laughs> So, so I said to him, I said, why don't we start a higher education podcast? He said, yes, let's do it. And so the reason why that came to me is because, yes, I was looking at the higher education podcast space. What's going on there? And I noticed that um, it, was, it was not many players. And they were had kind of the same guests over and over again. And to be frank, they were a little dry. They were not very engaging and very interesting. And it very seemed very... Um, like it was rehearsed and everything was formulaic. And I said, I said, I think we can be like a, a huge uh, difference maker in the space with higher education and podcasts, because I want to bring in folks from all over. As you talked about, we got community colleges, we got for-profit, non-profit, we got people outside of higher ed looking in. So we have folks from all over and, and it's been, you know, unreal to, to see our guest list of, of people that, have come on. And so, you know, we want to be different in the sense that we want to educate, but we also want to entertain and be engaging. And so we have fun. We have a conversation and people enjoy the conversation. Again, we love higher ed. We're higher ed administrators. We've been in higher ed for so long. And so we want to talk to other higher ed folks too. And, and folks outside of higher ed to get their perspective as how they see the industry. And so that's what we focused on. And um, one of the things that, you know, we really drilled down on, double down on was the community colleges. And I know that's something that you're big into the community college research center that you used to work for, used to work with. And then um, the piece you just wrote about the Biden administration, um, you know, talking about their efforts to put in more funds to helping out community colleges and get their students to graduate. Um, so that's what we wanted to hear. We wanted to hear all those amazing stories, right? of what are they doing to help the students get in and get out and, and go on to either, uh, you know, uh, another college for the four year or for the workforce. 
So we really drill down on listening to all different perspectives, all different voices. And so it's been oh, uh, almost two years now and it's been a wild ride. And so that's a little bit how we kind of started the podcast, why we started it. And um, so, so I mean, I, I think you, is it 350 uh, podcasts? <laughs> I don't even almost, want yeah. that in two years. I mean, that's like one every other day. So I know what, yeah. you know, in, in the thinking that I did before, you know, the podcast that you, that, that you did with me, that took a lot of work. So, so anyway, I, I mean, I have to say, you know, I, I guess we, I forget exactly how we were first approached uh, to, you know, to participate in this. And I said, you know, okay, that sounds good. And then, but when I looked, I was just amazed at the, I mean, the number of community college presidents. I mean, when, when we started the Community College Center Research Center like 20 years ago, um, we, we looked at, I mean, there was, researchers weren't studying community colleges. Uh, you know, there, somebody, I think maybe in the early 2000s sort of did a, counted up the higher education journals and the articles that were in those about community colleges and less than 10% even mentioned community colleges. And I think less than 5% were actually primarily about them. So, you know, which is, you know, really surprising in the sense that, you know, you know, I think many researchers are concerned about low-income uh, students, about minority students, about, you know, African-American, Latino students, immigrants, first generation, and those are concentrated in community colleges. So <clears throat> I was, you know, and many researchers study the institutions that they're at. So you get, you know, you get Ivy League and highly selective colleges. So that was certainly, when I first started listening to some of your podcasts, I said, you know, then you had Walter Bumpus, the president of the AACC on, you had several community college presidents. You had, the, you had the, the president of Gutman Community College, which is here in New York City. He actually gave a plug for our book on, on redesigning American community colleges. So I particularly liked that. So, so I don't, I just wanna, you know, I, I, I really wanna emphasize how, how pleased I was. And I think, you know, at, at Teachers College, you know, we say that, uh, you know, we want to, to build a, a smarter, healthier, more equitable world. And, you know, focusing on the, the institutions that are, that are educating, you know, the, 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 the majority of students who, who, who face so many barriers. I mean, I simply have to commend you for that. Uh, so I don't know if there's anything else you want to say about that. I mean, but you also, are you also look at, um, you know, at other, in, at, you know, leaders from nonprofits for 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 profits. Uh, you've had CEOs of ed tech companies, executive directors of foundations, and professional associates. So, um, you know, what what are you getting out of that? I mean, that's not that's even. I mean, I think that's really interesting that you're going to these entities and organizations that are deeply involved with higher education. But, you know, certainly as, as researchers and people thinking about higher education, those are often neglected too. So what were you thinking about when you were kind of going to the, you know, outside the, the kind of typical issues and organizations uh, that, that, are, that, that people usually think about when they think about college or higher education? 
Yeah, yeah. And um, before I answer the question, I just wanted to add about the variety. You know, uh, one of the things that we're very, very proud of is that we had the president of the Spelman College and, and Howard University on, and we've had quite a few, you know, HBCUs on. Um, and now we're working on getting a lot of uh, Hispanic-serving institutes, minority-serving institutes, and we're actually going to work on trying to get some more of the, the tribal colleges uh, on as well. So we really want to hear different voices, and that's something we're very proud of. We take um, pride in that, and we focus in on that. And so uh, one of the things that early on we wanted to do is we wanted to bring outside voices. And the first one that I'll never, I will never forget was uh, president of New York, iHeartMedia in New York, um, Bernie Wise. And I'll never forget him because I wanted to bring him on to get his perspective from an employer uh, hiring graduates from our institutions. And so one of the most powerful uh, messages that came across from that episode, and he's been on there twice now, and, we're, and we're, now we're pretty good friends, we're connected. And, um, but one of the most powerful messages is that he kept saying, you know, they get to me, they interview, and they haven't even done their research. You know, I asked them, what do you know about our, our heart media? What do you know about this position? And they're just pulling strings and they haven't done their research. And that just boggled my mind. I said, really? They're, they're not doing their research? They're not being prepared for these interviews? And he said, no, it's, it's, it's very rare where you have someone. And that's, those are the winners. Those are the ones they hire when they come in and they do their research. I mean, that's something I learned at TC. And every time I, I left TC and every time I went to a job interview, I did a thorough research. Every time they asked me that question, I knew that question was coming. Because you talk about that too. You talk about how important it is to have career services up front. Oh man, that's so true. It has to be involved in the whole journey, the whole experience, you know? You got to have that. And so I knew that uh, after I left TC, I knew what, what kind of questions they were going to ask. I was well trained, well prepared. Um, and so I always did my research. You know, what do you know about this position? What do you know about this company? Well, I know one, two, three, four, five, every single, wow, <laughs> you did some pretty good research. I didn't even know that. That's great. But hearing it from Bernie Wise, who leads this pretty big company, you know, in New York, um, it's very surprising. And so I'm hoping that colleges and university ministries and researchers and those who can make these changes are listening to, to him and listening to um, the CEO of Logitech, you know, Bracken Darrow, who talks about, again, what is he looking for in a hire? They, ha they need to listen to these voices because that's where hopefully these students will go. They try to get jobs with employers and they need to have, be prepared, well prepared. And so part of it is let's get them on. Let's talk to these ed tech folks because they're hiring as well, right? And, and see what are their thoughts about, not just like the industry as a whole, but some really practical matters and how higher ed can help prepare our students to be extremely successful, you know, for the next phase of their lives. No, well, I, I, I mean, as you know, I think the issue about career planning and thinking about careers and post-education work, you know, is crucial. And I, I mean, certainly that's something I learned at community colleges, which often, often, you know, the, the students went to the career services, you know, in May when they were graduating in June. And of course, that's, you know, they should, they should be there in the summer before they start their first semester. And that's certainly <laughs> exactly. true, I think, for us as well. Um, you know, that's, uh, and I, 
often students don't don't think about that. So I, you know, I think that's a great insight uh, into thinking about what it really means uh, to, you know, connect the student from their. I mean, we like to think of connecting students from before they start to well, like we're connecting to you to you know to to connection throughout you know throughout their throughout their life. So I, I mean, I, I appreciate that your emphasis on that. And I, you know, I think that's absolutely crucial and, you know, makes a tremendous amount of sense. Um, so uh, let me, let me think uh, here for my next question. Um, so you, the goal of the EdUp podcast, which you proudly mentioned EdUp Experience website is to inspire and educate people to pursue a lifelong learning mindset no matter the path they choose. So why do you feel so passionately about being a lifelong learner and what drives you to instill that passion in others? I, I think you've already answered that question, but you can emphasize that again. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So um, it was interesting when we were talking about, Joe and myself, what's our, what's our goal? What's our mission? What do we want to do? I'm the one that came up with the first draft, you know, and, and it's basically almost what it is now. And so the idea is that there, especially because now we talk to so many leaders and we know what the future of higher education is going to look like. We always ask, like we asked too, what does the future of higher education look like, you know? And so a lot of options, a lot of different pathways, a lot of ways to get to where you want to, what is it, where you want to get to, right? And so I think it's still a basic concept that goes back to learning to love to learn. <laughs> you gotta learn to love to learn. You wanna love to learn and always be continuously learning. And so that's why we said, you know, a lifelong learning mindset, no matter the path you choose, because that will carry you, uh, again, with, like I tell my daughters, with confidence and curiosity, confidence, that's gonna carry you no matter where you go. And so we want people to walk away um, always thinking that, that my, having that mindset, because we believe the podcast, the EdUp Experience podcast, is just one small piece of the overall EdUp experience. Uh, our, our, we have pretty big plans. Uh, one of our big plans is to, is to figure out, you know, how can we incorporate uh, the work I used to do and I wanted to with Magendum uh, into EdUp Experience um, as part of um, an umbrella, an array of different uh, services and programs that will go all back to our mission of, you know, that instilling that mindset of lifelong learning, which again, it really came out for me at Teachers College um, when I had my experience there and uh, especially working with my colleagues and the professors there, professors there were just fantastic, always challenging me, always trying to figure out, okay, how can I get open to enjoy and want to learn how to learn? You know, it's, it's you got to really enjoy learn, wanting to, to learn. And so I think that's very powerful. And I think we could start that from, you know, from a minute there's in, in the womb uh, and then all the way to someone who's 127. You know, they're still going to want to learn how to learn and enjoy and have fun learning. And so I think that mindset is really important. And we're very excited that, we're, we're just getting started. Uh, again, we've been doing this for less than two years, almost 350 episodes, and it's been higher education focused, but that's the podcast. And we believe that's a great uh, avenue and vehicle uh, and platform to get our message out. But ultimately, 
we have a lot bigger plans based on our, our mission to really create almost like an ed up lifestyle. You know, we want you to, and ed up obviously stands for education up. You know, we want you to really progress and we want you to be more successful. And we want you to have that mindset that you really want to just be curious and to always continuously learn. Even if you're not going down a certain path where, you know, it's traditional high school, college, grad school, PhD, whatever it is, you know, now you've talked about this certificates and, and credentialings and stacking, and there's different ways to kind of get to where you want to. Uh, but the key is that, and I think the thread is that wanting to learn, that excitement of wanting to learn. And I tell you what, being uh, on this uh, on this podcast and, and listening to all of these amazing leaders, uh, one that really stuck out, uh, a phrase that stuck out uh, recently was from um, a woman who works uh, at Vivaldi Group. They're a branding company. And so she said, education is the most exciting adventure of our lives. And she's right. It really is the most exciting adventure of our lives. And that's what she wants education institutions to instill in, in the students. And that's what she wants, you know, um, uh, even from elementary. We will, how do we get the, these kids off of their the eyeballs off the screens, right? How do we get them off the screens of playing and all that good stuff, all these games, which could be educational too, but um, and more focus on more about the adventure of wanting to learn and loving to learn and that experience. And, and so I think that was very, very powerful. So, um, you know, we're just getting started. We're just scratching the surface and there's a lot more to come. So, so the, well, I, I mean, I, I think you, you know, your experience, I think is a good example of, you know, somebody embarking on a journey and then taking advantage of opportunities that come along. I don't, I don't think probably when you were in college or even at teacher's college that you thought you'd be doing podcasts. I certainly, you know, I've often said that when I was in graduate school and somebody said, you know, well, what do you think about community colleges? And I probably just said, well, what are they? Uh, and so, you know, I think yeah. the point that you make is that, um, you know, we don't know what we're going to do. Most people don't have a very linear progression through their careers. And, you know, so what does that mean as an educational institution is that we have to set people up to be flexible and as you say, to be able to learn, you know, to have the kind of broad skills that allow them to, you know, take advantage of the things of, of the things that come along. So I, I mean, I, you know, I really appreciate that, you know, that perspective because I think, you know, we try to tell students here, be broad. I mean, don't just look at one thing. I mean, of course, you want to to get the expertise in the areas that you're doing, but I think, uh, you know take advantage of other opportunities that you have here. So I think that's, you know, that's a great, uh, that's a great example uh, and a and great perspective to have. Now, now I do have to question, you know, we are in the middle of COVID or we're hoping we're getting towards the end of it. And, you know, I think that, you know, I've been president for just over three years and about half of that was in COVID, but you started a couple of months, I guess, when you started your first podcast, you know, there was already COVID was in China. And it, so how did the, so you've basically operated the vast majority of your work with the EdUp experience has been in COVID. How has that influenced what you've done? You know, how's that shaped the, the direction that you've taken? 
Yeah, it's interesting. We actually launched our first, released our first episode in January of 2020. And we had the idea uh, probably in December. Uh, so it took us a little time to figure things out, the technicalities of it, and get a guest. And, and then so, you know, here we are. We have no idea COVID's around the corner. We know it's in China, but we know it's going to come to, to us. And so we're just getting guests and, and we're doing our episodes. And then COVID hits and we decide to double down. We decide, you know what? Everybody's home. Let's go out and let's get everybody on the podcast and let's see how they're dealing with it, you know? And so we have amazing um, a historical reference now that you can go to and, you know, over 300 episodes of talking to leaders during COVID-19, you know? And, and, and back then we were asking them, how are you? How's your family? How, how are things with you? Is everything okay with you? Because we wanted to first check in with people. And I think it really gave folks an opportunity and, and a platform, a venue to kind of, you know, air out some of the stuff that were, they were thinking and going through. And I think it, it was very uh, uh, helpful in a sense that they were able to talk about their challenges and their struggles and the unknowns and how they were dealing with students, staff, and faculty, um, and, and especially the presidents. Uh, that, that's a hard job, Tom. <laughs> you know that. It's a hard job to be a president. And, you know, we ask, what keeps you up at night? What keeps you coming back, you know? I mean, you got lives on your hands and people's livelihood on your hands. And so it's, it's a difficult position to be in when COVID hit. And the amazing, I mean, just amazing stories of how folks said, we went online in a couple of weeks. We, we just, we never did uh, online before. And we got together as a team and we just, we said, we're going to do this. And we turned around, boom, 300 plus courses online, just like that. And it was, I mean, it's just phenomenal. It's just amazing. And then they say, higher ed, you know, it's, it's a slow moving machine. Not then, not, that, not at that time, not when it was necessary. And it was inspiring. And so we wanted to hear more of those stories, you know, so I was I was always trying to get someone on and we just doubled down. We said, let's get as many people we can on their home. They have some time. I think they, they would enjoy talking about their experience, what's going, going on in their colleges, university, what's going on in their heads and their personal lives. And so um, it worked really well and, and it's been fantastic. Mm -hmm. and, and so we've had some folks come on actually uh, a second time. And hopefully, Tom, you'll come on with me maybe one time, second time. <laughs> and so, you know, they talked about, you know, how is it now? How's the opening going on? And all the different things that they have to worry about with air molecules. And, <laughs> and I mean, who, they never thought they'd be having conversations about plexiglass and distancing and masks. And, you know, it's, so it's been really fascinating to hear them come back and talk about that. And some of the really, really hard conversations, we just recorded an episode and it'll be released out in a couple of weeks. With a president who was saying, you know, we had to cut back. We had to let people go. And to hear her say how difficult of a decision that is, she's a real person. And that's another thing we wanted to do is that presidents of universities and colleges, you know, no matter how big or small, they're real people. You're a real person, Tom. <laughs> you got feelings, you know, you got emotions and you're dealing with a lot. It's very stressful. It can be very stressful. You know, there's a, there's a fun part of it where you get to see people grow and develop and you get to, you know, mentor and, and help staff and faculty and students. And man, that's, that's amazing. That's why we do this. We want to see people grow and develop and, and move on and do great things. But there's also those tough decisions when it comes to, 
enrollment is down. What are you going to do? Where are you going to cut? You're not getting funding from the state anymore. What, what's going to happen? And so she talked about that, you know, and, and she, but she said, but now they're, they're meaner and they're meaner and they made the cuts and they had to, and people had to understand. And, and so they're moving forward. So, you know, when COVID hit, that's what we did, Tom. We just doubled down and we wanted to get as many people on to hear as many stories as possible. So just another example of how you were able to adjust to changing situations. And I mean, I hate to say that COVID is an opportunity, but in some cases it did no. open up avenues that people didn't think about. And, and that was another, another example that, of how you've been able to do that. I hope because of your TC uh, background in that. So I, I, you know, I, I do have to say that, uh, and it sounds like I was going to say, you should, you should talk to people about opening and you, and you, you answered my question before I asked it, but, but yes, I mean, closing, closing was difficult, but opening has been yeah. much more difficult in, in all of the decisions that you, you know, masking, distancing, you know, vaccine requirements, mandates, exceptions. I mean, it's, yeah. it's been exhausting. And, and something else which I, which yeah. I really appreciate your emphasis on, which is the, you know, this is very difficult and not just for uh, presidents, but it's difficult for everyone because, you know, you don't usually have a situation where you're, you have problems and issues, but at the same time, you're worried about your personally getting sick. You know, so, so yeah, I, I think that we don't, we don't realize enough about how the kind of toll that this has taken on us and, and, you know, on the other people who we're working with. So I, I mean, I appreciate that, you know, that emphasis, you know, that you, that you have there. Now I, I hear, um, did a rumor that, that you've been synthesizing some of your insights, uh, and, and are, and are thinking about, you know, putting a series of sort of an, an anthology of the future of higher education. Uh, are you, thinking about putting that together into a book or I don't know, perhaps the equivalent of a podcast book. Uh, so what, what are you thinking along those lines? Yeah. So, um, and this was at the beginning, uh, I told Joe, I said, before we get started, I want to ask every single person, every single guest, the same question. And that is, what do you see as the future of education? And I told him, and the reason why I want that is because I want to get all this information Put it all together and it's going to be a book and so he kind of laughed at me he's like yeah okay yeah, sure i'll ask him <laughs> but here we are here we are we've had uh over 100 college and university presidents on uh you were one of them graciously enough thanks tom and so what we're going to do is we're going to take all of these uh, amazing minds and uh all answering the same question they're all answering the same question what do you see as the future of education synthesize it find uh, commonalities, um, and then how does one episode connect to the other episode? And so what we want to do is we want to put it all together in a book. Um, actually, on our website, uh, edupexperience.com, we already have the President Series. So that's a category. So if you go on to the President Series, you can listen to, we're up to 111, actually, 111 college presidents. And by the end of the year, we might be up to like 130. So we have quite a few scheduled to come on. So we're very excited about that. Uh, Women, men serving all different uh, uh, for-profit, non-profit, public. Uh, so it's very exciting. And, and so what we want to do is we want to put everything in a book. 
and um, hopefully it will be done by summer of uh, 2022. That's our goal. Uh, we're still trying to figure out uh, a title, going back and forth a little bit with title. But the idea is that we want this to be uh, a book where folks in higher education and outside can reference and say, I need to get ready for the enrollment cliff. I need to get ready to figure out what is the future of higher education. Well, here it is from over 100 college university presidents during the time of COVID um, and, you know, a little bit after, or if there is, there is an after, I guess it will always be with COVID, but there's, there's this information that will be there for folks to reference. And that's really what we want. We want them to reference it and to use it um, to, for whatever they need it for. We want to put in some really practical solutions in there. You know, one of the things that I think stands out in terms of you, I know you like, you'll probably like this example is uh, Montlow State Community College. They just teamed up with, I don't know if you saw this, T-Mobile, and they're giving out uh, cell phones, 5G cell phones to over 2,000 students, and it's all paid for. So they don't have to worry about their cell phone bill. They don't have to worry about it. They can really focus. And they preloaded it with some coursework and resources to help the students uh, you know, finish their, complete their degree. And that's the goal. That's what they want to do. And so that's very creative, very practical. And that's the kind of stuff we're going to add in the book. You know, These are some key takeaways. Not only is it theoretical, and what we think it's going to look like, but here are some folks doing certain things that you can do now and implement, implement in your institution on your campus, you know, to make these changes in the future. And so we're very excited about this. We are working, we're collaborating with a, a person that's going to help us write the books. It's going to be my jo myself, Joe, and her name is Kate. And it's going to be hopefully again, summer of 2022. So uh, if people want, are, are interested in learning more, Go on to edofexperience.com, uh, subscribe to our email list, and we'll be sending updates from there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to, as soon as we get off, I'm going to go pre-order. So, so that's, that's, I think, that's, a, you know, that sounds great. I mean, I, and obviously you've had, you know, you'll, you'll be able to distill the experience of so many people, which you've. And, and as I have emphasized, a broad range of people, not the, not the usual suspects, you know, that we have. Is there, is there something else? I mean, you've already said something about the things that you're planning to do next. Um, so I don't know if there's anything else about your future plans with, with the add up that, that you might want to emphasize or say. I mean, perhaps, I know you so, so many things you've already said have been so ambitious, but I don't know. I want to give you a chance to you know, to round that all up and say if there's anything else you're, you're planning to do. Yeah, so one of the things that um, we're very, very excited about is that we got invited to attend the uh, WISE conference in Doha, Qatar as a media partner. So that's a World um, Innovation uh, Summit for Education through the Qatar Foundation. So we'll be there December 7th, 8th, 9th, and we're going to do um, uh, podcast episodes recording some, I mean, just fantastic educational minds from across the world that will be attending. And so we're very excited about that. Um, my first time in Qatar, I've, I've traveled a lot, but I've never been to Qatar. I've, I've got all six continents except Antarctica. That's the only one I got left on. So hopefully I'll get Antarctica before, uh, before soon. And so uh, we're very excited about that. Extremely proud that we got invited. And, and I think for the future of EdUp, like I said, we're just scratching the surface. We believe 
add up is a lifestyle. It, it's a mindset. It's it's a place. It's something that you're always thinking about where you want to education up. You want to continuously improve. And again, that's part of TC. There's always that continuous improvement, right? You always want to improve as a person. And and so I think, you know, we're going to focus in on the podcast because that's our platform and that's what, but eventually we're going to start growing. We also have a podcast network. So that's something I do want to mention. We have about 17 shows. We have uh, six spinoffs and the rest are affiliates and spinoffs are basically they have the name in the in, in the podcast. So we have Ed Up Australia, Ed Up Legal, which is a new one. Ed Up Legal is in which is getting really, really good engagement. And it's um it's talking about law schools and deans from different law schools. And so that's been great. Ed Up Ed Tech, Ed Up STEM, Ed Up K to 12. So um we're very excited about that network, and I think we're gonna try to work on increasing that. We wanna be in you know, we make education your business. That's one of our models here. And that's what we want. We want everyone to have an involvement in education. You know, the saying is education is everyone's business, but we make it your business. That's what we want to do. You know, we want to make sure that um, people are thinking about it uh, from the beginning stages of life all the way to the end. It doesn't stop. You know, it's just continuous. It just always, always continues. And it's that it's that creating that mindset, that want to learn, that excitement, that greatest adventure of your life of learning. You know, you, you, it's, that's the most beautiful thing. And you got to tap into that. And how can we get that to folks that need to hear that? You know, folks in uh, lower economic levels, you know, Latino, African-American, in the U.S., outside the U.S., you know, how do we go that? I mean, we, we would like to start uh, different podcasts in different countries. And so... We are, like I said, we're scratching the surface. We're very excited about where EdUp is going. Um, I never thought I'd be sitting here with you, <laughs> Tom. Uh, I'm so honored. It just thank you so much, you know, for taking the time, for you to take the time to talk to me. I'm very, very humbled by you, and, and you're amazing. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Um, you've been fantastic. You're such a great supporter, and, and I really mean it. If you, if you would love yeah. to come on with me, we could do it podcast together with a community college president i think it'd be a lot of fun and uh, engaging and so just thank you so much tom i really appreciate it well so so i, I have one more question you you know i, I mean I, i'm really <laughs> was shocked that you'd done 350 i mean what is that's 20 a month or something so i just want to say you know if there's some way we can help you i mean i i i'm I'm surprised that you've taken a couple of hours to talk to me because you must be out there, you know, finding people and planning that is so, so, you know, we're, 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 of course, we have lots of experts and, and as, and other alumni as yourself, I think are out there, you know, you know, I hope taking advantage of their TC experience and, uh, you know, trying no. to do many of the things that, you know, that you're trying to do. I mean, I, <clears throat> I noticed that you had the Mildred Garcia, the president of the American Association of State Colleges and Universities, who's also the first Latina president in the largest system of public higher education in the country. So anyway, if there's any way that we can make your, that we can make your job you know, as a producer easier, we certainly have contact anybody of our alumni who are watching this, uh, you know, they might reach out or you know get in touch with Elvin uh, if you have ideas about that. So just I don't know if there's any if there's anything we can do to help you, you know we're here. So, well I I appreciate that Tom. I mean you've done more than enough. 
And, um, you know, if there are alumni out there, they're uh, interested in being a guest, you know, they're doing some really cool stuff. By all means, reach out. I'm on LinkedIn, Elvin Freitas. I'm the only one there. So um, just find me on LinkedIn. If not, go to edupexperience.com. Send us a message through uh, our website. Let us know you, you heard about me and, and EdUp and what we're doing. Uh, so if you know someone that you think we should try to get on, that would be fantastic. If you're interested in starting your own spinoff podcast and want to be a part of the podcast network, or you already have a podcast and you want to be part of the network, please. Get in contact. We would love that. Okay. Well, we, we do. So, well, we should, we should connect. So listen, I just want to tell you how, how I really enjoyed getting to know you. I'm so impressed with, you know, with what you've accomplished and with the perspective that you have. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, as a, I'm so proud of you as a TC alum. Uh, I hope we have uh, been able to contribute to that. And, you know, the, the, the impact that you're having, the kind of perspective that you have, the goals that you have, I mean, they're totally consistent, you know, with what we hope, uh, you know, we're doing at, at Teachers College. Uh, so I'm very gratified, you know, to have this conversation. Let's work together. You know, let's keep in touch. Yes. I mean, you, you've actually given me, a, uh, you know, several ideas about ways that we can go forward. And so I just want to wish you luck. Uh, I don't think you need luck frankly, uh, because I think, you know, you have been able to put this together. You've been able to adjust to as things have changes, changed and taken advantage of that, of those opportunities. So really, uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, it's been great. And, you know, we'll, we'll certainly uh, be working together. So. Absolutely. Thank you, Tom. Honor and a pleasure. All thank right. You so much. All right. So, and I'm, and I'm, and I'll get off and, uh, and, and pre-order my book. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Really appreciate it.